Nathan Morris, a young man with serious addictions and immoral lifestyle, watched a supernatural video and the glory of God filled the room, overpowered him, and today Fire. he's appearing to millions through the media and miracles are happening. Fire, Jesus. Can ancient secrets of the supernatural be rediscovered? Do angels exist? Is there life after death? Are healing miracles real? Can you get supernatural help from another dimension? Has the future been written in advance? Sid Roth has spent 30 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid on this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. I love the rarefied air of heaven on earth. And I'm at the Mobile Convention Center and I'm here with Nathan Morse. And Nathan, I, I, I had heard what was going on here, yeah. but I want to get to know you. And what's going on here? Lightning has struck twice with Pastor John Kilpatrick. You heard about the great move of God's Spirit. I, I, I mean, four and a half million people went through a little church in Pensacola, Florida, because God was there. And the same thing has happened here in Mobile, Alabama. Now, tell me about your background. Your father's a pastor. Yeah. And what I've heard about a lot of PKs, that's pastor's kids, <laughs> is they go through their period of rebellion. Yeah. And you went through your period of rebellion. I certainly did, yes. I was, I grew up in church. I used to sit on the back rows of church, as most PKs do. And I used to listen to my dad preaching. And I used to hear the gospel every single week of my life. But by the time I was 16, 17, I'd already begun to hang around with the wrong people, got the wrong kind of friends. And really, it, there came a time when my mom and dad lifted that kind of, you've got to go to church. You know, I was coming mm -hmm. of age. And I began to not want to go to church anymore. I had no desire to be there. It's all I'd ever known. And very quickly, I began to get involved with things I really shouldn't have. I began, you know, drinking occasionally and maybe smoking and, and those things as a young boy. I didn't realize at the time that that would lock me down into addiction and, and bondage, really. But you had a bigger problem than that. You know what your bigger problem was? He had a father that was praying for him. And one day, his father comes back with, yeah. <laughs> his, his, his father comes back with some DVDs from the Brownsville Revival. Number one, why did you even watch them in the mess you were in? The thing is, I didn't want to watch them. I'm sure. <laughs> I had no desire to watch them. But my mom and dad went to, for a holiday in America, and they were walking down the street, and there was a lady with a T-shirt on saying, Jesus. And this lady looked at my father and my mother and said, you've got to go to Brownsville. There's a revival. <laughs> and what she didn't know is that my mom and dad had prayed for revival all my life. Um, they hungered for the presence of God. They hungered for the glory of God. We were a Pentecostal church. We spoke in tongues. But there was always a cry in my parents' heart that, Lord, there's more. There's more that you've got for your church. But I was so far away from God. I, I was living out of wedlock with a, a girl down the south of England. But I used to come home to visit my mom and dad, and it just so happened that when I came into the living room that my dad would be playing Brownsville DVDs with Steve Hill. 
No ulterior motives. Oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> and I used to sit there like I wasn't watching it. But really, I used to feel the presence of God, and I'd have tears rolling down my cheeks, and I'd wipe them away, and I'd want to get out of there. I just needed to get out of there as soon as I could. But God was already arresting my heart. He was already showing me he had a plan for my life. Tell me about the time you were struck by the presence of God. I was 22 years old. I, the habits in my life had taken over my life. I, I was doing well. I was a graphic designer. I graduated from university. But I had serious addictions in my life. I used to lay in bed at night and say, if this is life, then I'm sadly disappointed. And I came home, it was my birthday. I came home and I'd gone out with my friends and my mom was working, she works in gastroenterology. My father was in the prison doing also prison ministry. I was in the house on my own and the Lord visited me in a very powerful way. I went to put a CD in the CD player and as the song came on, the fire of God, what I know to be the fire of God, fell on me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Just put me in the floor instantly. You're just saying fire. Was it a fire? What was it really? I described it at that time like someone had just stuck my finger in an electric socket. I thought someone had literally put a cable in my shoe. So powerful. It surged from the top of my, down into my feet and back up my body. The only thing I do, I fell into the floor. And I was shaking under the power of God for about three hours weeping uncontrollably. Well, was this foreign to you? Was this something you had never encountered before? I'd, I'd encountered the, the power of God as a young child, but never, never, ever, ever anything like this. I, I mean, it consumed me. It, people say, how did you know it was God? I say to them, believe me, when God's power comes <laughs> on you like that, you don't need anybody to introduce him. He introduces himself. You know it's God. Okay. When, uh, now, you t told me you felt like there was a weight upon you. Explain that. It felt like someone had placed a boulder on my chest. At times, I, I struggled for breath. I, it, my breath became shortened. And it was like the weight of God was upon my chest. And the voice of God, it wasn't audible, it was inside here. You see, God, when He speaks to you, can reach a point that no man, yes. nothing can ever reach. And he spoke inside, he said, I have a work for you to do. But if you go from me today, I'll never call you again. For today I bring you out from underneath your father's covering. And you see, there are people in churches that think that we decide when we're gonna come to God. And I knew right there and then, I'd reached the end of my line. It was decision time. Do you think after that you could have said no? I believe God was giving me a decision to make, yeah. I was either gonna you see, I, I laid under the power of God with all the addiction in my life, with all the bondage in my life. That was all running through my mind, but God, but God. But it was time to make a decision. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Today, you gotta decide whether you're gonna serve Christ with all your heart. You made a decision, and uh, a little later, you started speaking at your father's church and there were only a few people, uh, but the miracle started. When, tell me the first miracle that happened. The first miracle was really seeing salvation. 
Of course. I, that, that was the first miracle I ever saw. I, what began to happen is, is as I began to preach, the same fire that fell on me just began to fall in the congregation. Hmm. People started slipping out of their seats. People that were respected as being Christians, serving the Lord for many years. But I recognized it. You see, when God touches you, you recognize when he's touching someone else. And I recognize that power, the power of the Holy Spirit, that tangible, weighty presence of God beginning to touch people in the congregation. They didn't know fully what was happening. I knew, I was like, Jesus, you're doing it to them. You, you, you're doing it to them. <laughs> and that really began where miracles began to happen. People's deaf ears began to open. Blind eyes began to open. Just miracles began. To, and at, at the start, I was more shocked than they were. I mean, I was more surprised. I, sure. How many people did you start with and how many people did... I started with seven people on a Saturday night in my father's church. And within 12 months, people were driving from all over the United Kingdom. Four or five hours. Now, for a British person, we can get to the top and bottom of our country in about eight hours. So to drive four or five hours to a, a little church on a Saturday evening, it was a long way. But oh, I, speak, Speaking of a long way, Wait till you find out about a text message that confirmed what God had for his life. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! Nathan Morris was a young man with serious addictions and living an immoral lifestyle. He sat with his parents as they watched a video of Steve Hill preaching at the Brownsville Revival. Though he pretended not to be listening, Nobody the power of God fell on him so heavily that he began to weep like Jesus. God's revival fire continued to surge through his body and immediately he was delivered from his addictions. Then he heard God's voice calling him into ministry. Who could have known that a message on video was so powerful that it could supernaturally transport God's presence and glory from heaven to earth. Revive me! Nathan Morris is now Revive being used by God today at the Revival in Mobile, Alabama. He has shared his own powerful revival message on video and he wants you to watch it and experience the power of God's fire and presence. He wants you to receive answers to prayers, miracles, healing, deliverance, and salvation for your family and friends. Call now. See and hear this supernatural video message by Nathan Morris on DVD, The Fire of God. It's yours for a donation of $20. Shipping and handling is included. When Sid Roth was at the Bay of the Holy Spirit Revival and heard Nathan sharing this message firsthand, an impartation of the fire of God came upon him in a powerful way. Then, as Sid began praying for others at the revival, the same anointing fell upon everyone Sid prayed for. If it can happen to Sid, this can happen to you. Don't miss out on getting your copy of this supernatural video message by Nathan Morris on DVD, The Fire of God. It's yours for a donation of $20. Shipping and handling is included. Call or send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Offer number 1343. Or log on to SidRoth.org. We now return to It's Supernatural! Hello, Sid Roth here, and I am with a young man that the fire of God has gone through his whole body, and when he speaks, this happens to other people. Now, Nathan, you have been going all over the world and having campaigns Tell me what you're seeing with your own eyes with these campaigns. Very early in my Christian walk, within the first 12 months that I came to Christ, 
I began to go after God, pursue God. I'd spend hours in prayer with Him. I'd come in from work. I just wanted to be in the presence of Jesus. When you would pursue Him, just help me out. What would you do? Oh, I was like a passionate young man. I used to cry out to God, God, I want your fire. God, fill me, use me, Lord. Whatever you want to do, God, just I want your presence. You see, for me, it wasn't about gospel campaigns then. I just wanted the presence of God. I'd grown up in church. Sid, I did not want to sit in a pew for the rest of my days playing church. I wanted the real, I wanted the genuine. When Jesus said, I shall fill you with the Spirit of God, then I wanted to be filled. Aren't you tired of sitting on your hands in church? Aren't you tired of being comfortable sitting on your hands? Let me tell you what happens when you stop sitting on your hands and you put your hands up to the air and praise the living God. That's what you should be doing. I mean, there's something more to life. You work, eat, sleep, and that's the way it goes. There must be something more. That's what I'm hearing you say. So tell me, after this season, what goes on in other countries? Invitations began to come in from around the world. Men that were influential in their nations, they didn't need a young guy with no qualifications in no Bible theology, but the law began to open doors. I was stood in a field, I remember 10,000 people in our first ever crusade. They were bringing people in on beds. There were pe people with growths and tumors, people that were involved in witchcraft. And I was stood there, Sid, and I said to the Lord, Lord, when did I think this was a good idea? I, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I'm thinking, Jesus, people are on mats. Lord, what am I gonna do? And the Lord spoke to me and said, this was never your idea. This was mine. Now get up there and open your mouth. And you know, I got up there. And so God wasn't surprised. No. <laughs> and I got up there and I preached my heart out. I preached the cross and the blood and said, I just want to take this opportunity. We got to start preaching the gospel again. We've, we've watered it down to make it pleasing to, to, to a Western world. And I want to tell you that when you water down the gospel, you take the power out. Well, well wait a second now. Seeker sensitive is the spirit of this age. When? are we going to be God-sensitive? When are we going to be God-sensitive? You know, I began, to preach, I began to preach about the blood of Jesus Christ and the cross and, and the power of His resurrection. That night, over 6,000 gave their lives to Jesus Christ. Muslims, people that knew nothing of Christ, Almost instantaneously, miracles began to happen. My, my, my good friend, my assistant, Matthew, he was bringing up people with crutches that were crippled, blind, deaf from birth. And I, I mean, you see on the early videos, my eyeballs, you know. I, I'm sure. I was, I, I am sure. Jesus, you know. But I, I mean, if that was happening to you, how would your eyeballs be, you know what I mean? I mean, but I suddenly realized the power of the gospel. When you preach the kingdom, the Holy Spirit comes and does the signs and the wonders that go in the kingdom of God. Maybe that's what's missing in the American oh, yeah. church. Oh, yeah. I, I tell you, we've got to preach the blood. We've got to preach the blood of Jesus Christ. When, you go to, when you're in Africa and India, witch doctors are coming to curse you, you can't preach a wishy-washy message. You've got to preach where the power is. The Bible says that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. When, when you preach the blood, hell must recognize it. He must bow the knee. 
tell me about the day all this is going on in your life, and you're on cloud nine, and I mean, I'm running out of words to say. You don't have words for the pain in the thick, manifest, tangible presence of the living God, and he gets a text message. You get text messages. Tell me about that message. Well, we, we, my heart was in the gospel campaigns around the world. In the first year of, of the ministry, we saw over 30,000. Within two, three years, over 100,000 decisions, Muslim, Hindus. Mm. We'd seen all manner of miracles. But then I get an invite to come and do a conference for a pastor who was dear to my family, Pastor John Kilpatrick. From the Brownsville revival, yes. of which you saw the tapes, which yes. caused the fire of God to hit you. I yes. got it. <laughs> so straight away, I was nervous. I was thinking, Lord Jesus, what's happening now? You know, what are you about to do? And really, I, a friend of mine, that day, I was supposed to speak with Pastor John. I'd never spoken to him before. And I get a text message from a dear friend of mine, and he texts me a message. He said, Alabama Crimson Tide have won the national championships. That meant minus zero to you. It meant zero to me. I'm sure. In, I mean, in England, what do you expect? I'm a soccer fan, you know. <laughs> I don't mean to offend the people that are here right now, but it meant nothing to me. Right. And, and I thought, he must have made a mistake. I thought, he's, he's sent me a wrong text message. I don't care. I thought nothing of it. I spoke with Pastor John literally about three, four hours later. And Pastor John, one of the first lines he said to me, he said, Nathan, did you know that the papers have said the Alabama Crimson Tide have won the national championship. The glory returns to Alabama. The headline said that? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say the glory has returned to Alabama. And then you get a vision. Tell me about it. Well, that. I knew God was up to something. I, I, I got invited to speak at the conference. I put the phone down. I went to go and pray. And when I got on my knees, I've had few visions in my life. The, the few visions I've seen were all of the gospel campaigns the, 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 around Africa and India. But I began to pray about this. I said, Lord, do you want me to go to Alabama? And the Lord showed me a great vision, one of the most powerful visions I've seen. And I saw a tidal wave. It was a wave bigger than I'd ever seen ever in my life. But what was unusual, what was supernatural about it, were it that it was crimson red in color. <laughs> And I saw this wave, and suddenly I saw Pastor John on his knee. Hold that thought. We'll be right back after this word. I know you're coming back. I know. <laughs> Fire! We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Sid Roth has found the key to worldwide revival. This is God's time to reach the Jewish people with his love. Messiah Jesus has torn down the wall dividing Jew and Gentile. The two together form one new man to reach the world. God's method to reach the Jewish people is through signs and wonders. This is why our website, SidRoth.org, is jam-packed with tools to equip you to move in signs and wonders, understand Israel, and the Jewish roots of the church. Log on to SidRoth.org today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Nathan Morris. And I found out this young man 
who the fire of God, literally the fire of God came over him and burned out the drugs and burned out the sex and burned out everything in the world. And all he could do was have a passion for God. And he starts traveling the world and Muslims and, and people of all types start coming to the Lord because they're seeing signs and wonders. But he found it was because of what he was saying that made such a radical difference in their life. And then he gets a call from Pastor Kilpatrick. And Pastor Kilpatrick had shepherded a revival. He had a conference. He invited him to come. And all of it's fitting together. But then he has a vision. And he hasn't had many visions in his life. But this one was from God. And what did God tell you? I saw a crimson tide. And I saw Pastor John in the altar of a church. I didn't know what building it was, but it was a church. And he was on his knees. And he was saying, Jesus, let your righteousness come and be established in this land. But I saw a multitude, a crowd behind him, but I knew in my heart as I was seeing this, that these people had already been and gone. They were the prayers of the saints that had gone on before. And Pastor John didn't realize it, but he was joining in with the prayers that had gone on before. And suddenly this crimson tide, a wave bigger than I'd ever seen ever in the natural, crimson red in color, it came and it crashed into the church. It literally, literally crashed behind Pastor John. And the thing was is that almost took my breath was that it blew the sides of the, of the church walls. It blew the walls clean out of the side. And it was like the building couldn't contain it. It blew the, the, the walls out. And suddenly I was taken around the front and I saw an army in robes, just red in color, crimson red. And the Lord said to me, when you go there, you will speak these words. I will visit him again. And I will raise up an army that I will send around the world. And they will preach the blood and they will see great wonders. Tell them. I'm going to visit him again. And I thought that that was it. I'd got my mandate. I shared it with my mother and father. And I, every time I spoke it, I felt the power of God. I was supposed to be in Hawaii and then we'd put stadiums in Africa. We were going on with the gospel campaigns. Little did I realize <laughs> that the night I began to share it, God began to visit us again. And you know what I love about what's going on here? It's affecting the young kids, the teenagers, I think it's, it's making them normal. Oh, if you're teenagers, we're only normal. I want you to talk for a couple of minutes about the blood. Would you do that right now? You know, Jesus said that there would come an hour, there would come a time in world history. Matthew 24, he said this. He said that there will be wars and rumors of wars. Nation will rise against nation. There will be earthquake and famine. Jesus spoke that there would be a great coldness that would enter the heart of man. And anybody that's watching this right now, you look at the news. Look at the national news in America. Look at the news around the world. Something is being shaken. There's a darkness that is hitting the world that we've never seen before. Economies are falling. L listen, I have lived longer than you, and I have never seen this before. We are living in one of the most unusual times in the history of planet Earth. Could it be that we're at the wrap-up? We're, we're literally on the doorstep. I believe that. We're on the doorstep. And you see, there's been a time where people didn't want to hear the gospel. There's been a time where people's hunger for God just wasn't there. But I want to tell you, when, when the, people see darkness, 
when people see what's happening in the world, things that they place their security and their life in crumble within a day. I want to tell you there's a cry right now. There's a hunger in the nations of the world. And Jesus said, in such an hour of great darkness, Jesus came with a light and he said this. He said, and this gospel shall be preached as a witness to all nations and then the end shall come. What is the gospel? I want to tell you, we've, we've been hearing a gospel over the last few years that's been watered down, that tries to tickle the ears of men. But I want to tell you, the true gospel is when a man will preach about sin, when he will preach that there is only one antidote, there is only one way into heaven, and that is because of the blood of Jesus Christ yes. that was shed on yes. the cross of Calvary. Yes, There is no other way. There is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to, to the Father. No one sees the Father except through me. And I want to tell you that it's time to preach the blood. It's time to preach about the blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power. It's, not, it's lost none of its power. It's lost none. I want to tell a generation, my generation are looking for something that is real. They're looking for something that they can give their lives to. And I want to tell you, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ will give you true life. He's the one. He knows you better than we know ourselves. And I want to tell you that by His blood, He has made a way that we can have life and have it more abundantly. There is a joy unspeakable when you know Jesus Christ. And as you can tell, I get a bit passionate when I preach about the blood of Jesus. And I have to tell you, it is the blood that washes away your sins. I have given the blood upon the altar as forgiveness for your sin. It is the blood that washes away your sins. And when they're washed away because you've repented, then there's a clear path for Jesus Amen. to live inside of you. And you can have true shalom, true peace. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation Amen. to everyone who believes, to the Jew first. Where at that time, watch Israel, that's your time clock, watch Jewish people believe in Jesus and join Gentile Christians and become the one new man, the dwelling place of God for the greatest revival in history. Nathan Morris was a young man with serious addictions and living an immoral lifestyle. He sat with his parents as they watched a video of Steve Hill preaching at the Brownsville Revival. Though he pretended not to be listening, Nobody the power of God fell on him so heavily that he began to weep like Jesus. God's revival fire continued to surge through his body and immediately he was delivered from his addictions. Then he heard God's voice calling him into ministry. Who could have known that a message on video was so powerful that it could supernaturally transport God's presence and glory from heaven to earth? Revive me! Nathan Morris is now being used by God today at the revival in Mobile, Alabama. He has shared his own powerful revival message on video and he wants you to watch it and experience the power of God's fire and presence. He wants you to receive answers to prayers, miracles, healing, deliverance, and salvation for your family and friends. Call now. See and hear this supernatural video message by Nathan Morris on DVD, The Fire of God. It's yours for a donation of $20. Shipping and handling is included. When Sid Roth was at the Bay of the Holy Spirit Revival and heard Nathan sharing this message firsthand, an impartation of the fire of God came upon him in a powerful way. Then as Sid began praying for others at the revival, the same anointing fell 
call upon everyone Sid prayed for. If it can happen to Sid, this can happen to you. Don't miss out on getting your copy of this supernatural video message by Nathan Morris on DVD, The Fire of God. It's yours for a donation of $20. Shipping and handling is included. Call or send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Offer number 1343. Or log on to SidRoth.org.